I need you to grab on to whatever you can. It's not going to feel like anything you've ever felt before, but I need you to grab on. Hey folks, welcome back to the Deck and Me Friends podcast. This is Sully, your DM. Koshu. Bitsy. Raval. Teltris. You stand in the chamber of Nerium, having just witnessed the demise of three gods. Grim, this gruff, grizzled rogue, stands before you holding a scythe with the power to draw the essence of a god into it. A black raven wing extending from one side of his shoulder. His hair slicked back, darkened. His eyes blackened with an inky, smooth opaqueness, covering even the sclera behind it where no whites show through. And he says to you, Almost done. What do you do? What, um, what's happening inside my head right now? <laughs> you don't hear the emissary anymore. He's making no calls. I don't feel him. You feel disconnected almost. Is the mask still crazy tight? It's lashed on. Okay. The normal type. Right. What about my hand? But see, as you examine your hand after holding it out, almost in sacrifice to Thessal, you feel it tingle and itch. And you see as the fingers start moving involuntarily and clench together completely out of your control. Revol, you notice now that the immediate threat is gone that in retrieving your double-bladed scimitar from its sheath or belt, that in your act to distract Ildra, both your book and journal have fallen astray of your pack and lay on the ground face down the pin tossed aside and Grim looks towards Koshu this is not how I saw this going Koshu but it's time to end this as do and, and what them little one them we have to end them how do we do that only one remains here just one left why would we trust you with the power of all of them it's liberation, Bitsy. 
Revol kind of looks over at her. Grim looks directly at Revol. I don't think there was any other way. Trust me. There wasn't. So we give all the power to one man. If the gods couldn't handle it, how is he going to? It's the only chance we have. I've tried everything else. I am... Bottom man. You're right, little one. In the place that I came from, you didn't trust me then either. I don't know how I ended up here and back in front of you, judging me. But this is the only way. What do you plan to do with them? Hide them. It's us, all of us, this whole world that gives them the power. And without us, they're nothing. Nothing at all. No one's telling us what to do, telling us we can't. Taking credit for all the things that we ever did. Taking our friends away. No more. Thinking back on Ridioc, she's gonna say, but they weren't all bad. Maybe not all of them, maybe not directly. But they used us as pawns. They used humans as their extensions to accomplish whatever they wanted. We do the same things. No. What do you call what he's done with us since he's arrived? You think we've been anything but pawns to him? She's pointing at Teltris, by the way. Sorry, I forget. <laughs> you guys can't see. I believe this was Teltris' purpose. Yes. This is the future that you needed. And maybe that was the gods' purpose, too. Because the they alternative... They both used us as pawns. But the alternative was worse. Was it not? Yes. Yes, it was. Then tell me, what was the alternative? Back in my home timeline, Tursus becomes airborne. Spreads over the entire world. Barely a tenth of a percent of all humanoid races survives. Through some quirk, some of us, myself included, are immune. After the plague, I spent lifetimes studying, trying to find some way to prevent that from ever happening, to save the world. Up until now, I have utterly failed. This is what needed to happen for anyone else to survive. He is what needed to happen. He glances at 
Grim. I don't claim to be anyone special. I follow the path that I chose. I watched too many people die. I watched as faith and piety took my family away from me, took my friends. I watched the only being I ever loved die in front of you. No matter what I did to save him from himself. And who did that? They did. They killed him. Did he die for me? If that's true, and this is the burden that I have, and I'll bear it for eternity. Would you take it, Pitsy? Would you hold this thing? Take all power to it, whatever, whoever is the one. Somebody's gotta do it. And so far the weight's not too much. But there is one left to bear. And he looks between Koshu and Bitsy. One left. Almost done. But I'll let you choose. And I'll stay out of it. And he turns. And heads over towards the crystal where Garble lays on the ground. He's talking about us. What do we choose? And like, Koshi's like grappling internally. <clears throat> With no, all this power he just feels, you know. No, surely there's a way to remove this from you? From both of you? And he looks over at Grim as Grim's probably not facing him anymore and then looks over at Teladris. We must not stoop to their levels. Is there a way? If there is, I don't know it. To be honest, things have never progressed this far in my travels. I confess I'm a bit adrift but I think that one of you needs to submit so that Tursus can be absorbed as Vessel Ildra Niriam and the others all were what does it mean to submit? What must be done? I think you know. No, there must be another way. We're not playing this game of trading lives. That's what the gods did. Would you trade one of their lives for all those that died where I come from? 
I'm sorry, Bitsy. I'm sorry, Koshu, but I would. Koshu, in your head, you hear Herbal. Choose her. She doesn't deserve that. We do. We are inevitable. Koshu. We must survive so they won't. All of them. We are indiscriminate. We are inevitable. She is not. And what will my days look like? I'm looking at you, staring at your demise. You don't have many negotiation cards. How will you reward me? Think not in days, Koshu. Think in eons. We are inevitable. Eternity. To watch them fall together. We are inevitable. And he just looks at you. Bitsy. Uh, can I roll perception to see, like, can I tell that he's struggling internally? Mm-hmm. It's a 19. You see Koshu's head sort of turning back and forth. And you hear almost grunts and whispers escaping his throat involuntarily. He's focused elsewhere or maybe inside the mask. I'll make you a deal. We start with Captain Five Toes and his crew. In all timelines they exist. All family members that exist. All grandchildren that exist. We kill discriminately. Then we kill however you want. Serve me my vengeance. We have five toes already, Koshu. Show me him. I don't believe you. draws his katana. Is he messing with you? He doesn't answer you. Koshu. He doesn't answer you. She's gonna step closer. Not like... She doesn't feel threatened yet. And she's gonna say... Do you remember what I said about the weeds? And he kind of like, his whole posture changes all at once. As you say this, the voice of Stitcher overpowers the voice of the emissary. And in your head, you hear her say, 
Sometimes the best thing we can do for you is die. Do I notice any of that? You definitely see him, like, visibly relax. Just a little bit. That weeds have the chance to be just as beautiful as the flowers. But there are times when the goodness doesn't win and the weed gives into its true nature. It becomes what it's fighting against and it has to be cut out for the greater good. I now know what Stitcher was meaning when she asked me to help you understand. This is what she realized. And now you have to realize it too. You're just going to reach... And pull his mask? Is she able to pull it off? Koshu, you hear Tursus cackle. We are inevitable. Goodbye, Paul. And the mask loosens. I'm so sorry, Koshu. What are you doing? You're not the weed. I'm the weed, Busy. You're the flower. Destruction has followed me. And she's gonna, like, give one last look to Ash, and then she's gonna walk up to Grim and kneel. Ash, no! It's me, Bitsy! Ash sniffs at your hand... And you see, as he reaches his head over and licks the edge of your finger, the one still remaining of yours, Bitsy. And he lowers his head and tucks his tail and hides beneath Raval's legs. And Grim stands with Garble still laying on the floor and looks down to Bitsy. Grim, don't do this. Grim, you cannot do this. She's gonna look back at Raval. Please protect him. And don't let him watch this. Bitsy. And then she turns back to Grim and nods. He draws a scythe from its baldric on his back. Grim, no! This has to happen. No matter who it is, I will bear this burden, not you. And I will know who took her innocence for eternity. Don't blame yourselves. But in her is our salvation. Our own salvation and not theirs. One we created. Where I'm from and here. She's the best of us. And only that kind of sacrifice will save us. 
with her the last bit of faith dies. Raval drops to his knees. I'm sorry. All of you. I promise that I'll never remind you again. I'm gone. Hidden away. So you can go about what's left in peace. And he lifts the scythe. Coaxes it towards Bitsy, where she holds her hand out. Goodbye, little one. Just know you saved us all. I think, um, because he sees the killing blow coming, he knows what it looks like. He, um, I think Koshi will go and sit down in front of her, cross his legs, and reach up with his good hand (laughs) and grab hers that she's holding out and hold her hands while he looks into her eyes and says, Thank you. I don't think I would have been able to do this. She's not going to respond with words, but she's going to cast steward craft, and flowers are just going to spring from their hands. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and I won't let go. It'll be a quick, painless death. And he's, for the first time ever, maskless. Out of those milky white eyes that have been hidden behind masks. Not even the death of his closest companion has drawn moisture or tears. And involuntarily, a small drop forms in the corner of Koshu's eye and drifts down into the mottled mess that is his face. And Grim raises the scythe. Are you ready? She's gonna nod. And it falls. The tip, as soon as it makes contact with Bitsy's form... I'm here. I'm here. It's okay, Bitsy. Her essence starts to disintegrate. And her hand starts to show life again as the essence of Tursus flows through her veins and up her arm and into the shoulder where the scythe touches and it draws the essence of Tursus out of her and you see Koshu as her eyes start to blink out 
I'm still here. It's okay. Peace comes. And beneath your hands, you feel sand. And then nothing. As Bitsy draws into the scythe, and in a blink, she is no more. And behind you, Grim stands, holding the scythe in one hand as a leathery wing sprouts from the other side of his back and folds. And he says, We are inevitable. And a gust of wind carries through the tunnel and a page flies through the air over Raval's shoulder and gets caught Raval, you grasp this single piece of paper. And at the bottom of it is signed Stitcher. What do you do? So Raval catches the letter. And it says Stitcher? Bottom, it says Love Stitcher. What does it say? Hold on a second. I'll send it to you. You got it? Yeah. So Raval's going to read it out loud, kind of aiming aiming his voice a little bit towards Koshu. Um, Raval, you were the only one, the one I could trust to make the right choice. I'm taking the first step, but they'll need to finish it, and only you can make this happen. He exists within me. Koshu was always doomed, but Bitsy is now too. I never wish this for any of you. But the only real... You're the only real family I've ever had. We are the weeds, all of us. And sometimes the best thing a weed can do... Well, you know by now. He's not gone until the last bit of all. He must end with us. All of us. With us, he dies. Love, Stitcher. And he looks up at Koshu. Grim hears this. And looks down at Koshu. Flowers sprouting through the gaps in your fingers. The last bits of Bitsy left in this world. He says, I can't risk it, Koshu. It's time to go. No. He looks up at Raval. 
Not Koshu. Not another one. She said it herself. Revol, you know. He's gotta go too. This there's gotta be another way. Koshu. Is Tursus still there? I don't feel him. You're wrong, Grim. And he looks up at you with a very, very human visage. Now it's half of one. <laughs> it's just all jawline and bones underneath, but he has facial expressions that you haven't seen before. I'm okay, Grim. It's not here. You took care of it. Koshu, you couldn't be you without him. You couldn't be you. He's still there. And this has to stop. Grim, there must be another way. She said it herself, right there in the letter. He's gotta go. Reval's going to pick up both of his books and walk over to Grim and Koshu. We cannot keep playing that game, Grim. At some point, they have to they have to be stopped. Their game exists in him. It only exists in the rest of us here. Now, only we know. No more proof of their existence is anywhere except in this room and inside Koshu. Without him gone, it spreads and they win. Without him gone, they live. The girl said it. Bitsy gave her life for it. Sal did too. All of them. I don't want to do this. I don't want to carry him with me. Revol. I don't want him gone. I don't want to take him from you. But I'm here now. And I'm willing... To take the pain of all of those people away. And you can't stop me. I'm sorry, Goshu. Grim, it's okay. I don't want to be in a world without Bitsy anyway. You and me both, brother. I've lived a life. I lost a life. This. This is all a lie. There's one thing that I can give you before you go. You aren't a lie, Koshu. You now. And through her, we're real. More real than you ever were. And in the real life you had, what you've done here. He, um, 
takes out two of his daggers his two daggers and lays them down in front of him takes the katana out lays it down in front of him in a ceremonial position he puts his hands on his on his thighs and crosses his legs make it quick do it cleanly give me an honorable death and then he just lowers his head waiting he looks at Teldris and Raval and raises the scythe Raval can't deal with it Raval is going to do his best to grab his arm as it comes down not ready to lose Koshu Teldris looks at Grim closes his eyes and nods very briefly Revol roll me one last dex check 18 Revolve charges at Grim Koshu you feel the impacts of Revolve's boots slam against the ground the dust rising and your eye opens enough just to see him as he reaches out towards the scythe as it starts to come down Teladris seeing Revol rush toward Grim will reach out his arms hands splayed and a flash of light emanates from his palms and everything around himself and Raval stops he and Raval are able to move and Grim and Koshu are not they're frozen in time Teltris is going to run over to Raval grab him by the shoulders and say that was a very stupid thing to do we don't have much time you didn't have to do this but now we need a chronicler what I'm going to do is very dangerous it might not work but the world needs you still I'm going to untether you I don't have time to explain what this means so just what are you doing I need you. I need to save You're going Koshu. to feel nothing like you've ever felt. You're going to feel adrift. Tell her just I need to save Koshu. I need you to grab on to whatever you can. It's not going to feel like anything you've ever felt before, but I need you to grab on. Telatris is going to 
blink out to the demi-plane of time. Right next to him will be Revol's lifeline. He'll hold out his hand, close his eyes, and concentrate. And in his hand will appear a pair of glowing scissors. He's going to reach down to the glowing yellow line that represents Revald's life. He'll whisper Godspeed and close the scissors, snipping it and watching it rush forward through time. And then we'll blink back into the material plane. Koshu in front of you. As you open your eyes to see Revol rushing towards you, he ceases to exist. Intelligris stands back as the scythe comes down. Oh. <laughs> and just before it hits you, Grim halts. It's not just him. Sparkles. We've all got to go. I thought so. I haven't known you. Or of this man. One of the best of men. One of the only men I respect. I trust you. And it's been an honor. Whatever brought us here now. I'll thank every one of them for you. All the stars. And all the gods. This last bit was thanks to you. And he raises the scythe. Once more to slowly drift down onto your shoulder. Teladris, one last time, we'll stop time for just one more moment and say, Jake was right. Go then. There are other worlds than these. And releases his hold. And the scythe falls. Intelligris fades into the tip of the scythe. Koshu, you watch as the last of your friends ceases to exist. Why did you stop? Why why would you make me watch all my friends die? This is so inevitable. You see as he turns back to you those same 
blue lines of life and time as he starts to cradle and play with them in his other hand. And he lowers his hand and time begins to slow. You feel your control of yourself lessen. And he raises his hand and every action you make seems to take a moment sooner. As he's drawn Teladris's essence into the scythe. He looks down at you says you made me watch him die Koshu you made me and now you will die alone just like I have he lifts the scythe and drops it just an inch above your shoulder and in your head you hear we are inevitable what do you do what no no wait okay Grim just stopped yeah I, I, yeah I think Koshi's eyes will just snap up and like he, this is the second time he's waited for the blow you know, it's just not come. So he looks up at Graham and he's... What are you doing? Do it. What are you waiting for? Don't let him pull. Do it now! Don't let him... He's here. Do it. Sorry, Koshi. Do it! And he, like, reaches up and grabs this, the the wooden part of the jeweled uh, scythe and starts trying to tug him down like do it he resists I don't know if I can coach you have it Paul you have it in your hands do what is needed no you die with me and he just yanks it straight down into his neck and you feel the life escape your hand and you hear the voices of all of her friends say welcome home Koshu glad you're here and Koshu wisps out of existence and into the scythe. Never to be seen again. Grim stands and slides a new mask over his face. A bird-like mask. A black, almost reflective black mask of a raven. And behind him, no one hears. Garble say. Garble. Ta. <laughs>
tired of losing friends. And leaps towards Grim. The glass dagger in his hand and tears through the plane of existence and behind him flames and the screams of the tortured and lakes of fire are seen and Garble pushes and Grim and Garble fall into hell and then the next day and then I woke in rest anew in the lupine lick with ash nuzzled next to me I was out of sorts it slowly became clear to, to me that telegious interference pushed me here I've said before that knowing one's destiny can be a curse but it can also be a blessing Bitsy gave her life what brought her back needed to be what took her her sacrifice will always be the epitome of good the life she always stood for and always brought forth through her hands was the life she ultimately surrendered to Bitsy, Koshu, Stitcher, Tag, Intelligence, all companions of mine, friends. This story will not be forgotten by the ages. They are now my burden to bear. All the seemingly meaningless events gradually push them to the individual destiny. And that is all one can hope for. It is not the mighty kings and rulers, the rich and the wealthy, the fighters and the intellectuals. Only, it's not only them that march with divine purpose. It is those of whom seemingly inconsequential tasks are required. And task after task, step after step, they fulfill a calling so great that even the gods trembled. But me? I couldn't do what was required of me. I couldn't play by their terms. Grim knew what needed to be done, and so I knew it was so. Now my destiny is clear, and now my path is diverged and is joined to that of another. It appears that I am to remain one step ahead of Grimm to ensure that his task is complete in perfect order. For this will give rise to the age of the inhabitants of Highfair, an age not crippled by gods and their ideologues. For I am but a soldier. I cannot summon beasts. I cannot heal from thin air. And I cannot travel through time. And yet, I find myself on the path of one who is greater than me. I do not just complete my task, but I fulfill my destiny, and it's clear that the liberation of Haifair must take place. For what gives power to the gods, but can reduce a man to a rat? 
what powers the great and bloody wars, but is uttered by the prayers of a mother? What drives men towards insanity or to the brink of enlightenment? What can bring people together but spread through the world like a sickness? It's clear the answer all along was belief. And that's worry in the story. Hey folks, it's Ollie here. It's been quite a ride, right? Uh, I can't tell you how amazing it's been telling this story together. Amid potentially one of the most trying years of our lives, this podcast has been a light in the dark, and we have all of you to thank for that. To our patrons, whose support has made the difference in keeping this afloat rather than sinking, all you many friends who joined us in Discord to share daily memes and gab about what's coming up next, every single person who has left us a review on iTunes or follow on Instagram, thank you. We can't wait to see what's coming next and hope to share it with you soon. Make sure to follow us everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and wait for it, Twitch. At Decamini Friends. Okay, folks. Until next time. But that's another story. Now.